0: Welcome to another episode of the EU Roundup. Hope you're all doing well. This week's episode is a special one. We won't be covering any news, but we'll present you with something else. A list of some of Europe's most notable personalities in politics for 2020. There won't be a preview either, so let's jump straight into it with our first political personality. Let's start with someone who has deeply influenced the direction of European politics in the last 10 years or so. German Chancellor Angela Merkel has held the position for nearly 16 years. She will step down and retire from politics altogether after Germany's elections in 2021 and the fact that there is no apparent replacement tells its own story. Merkel's tenure as one of Europe's top leaders has been defined by stability. She showed a steady hand in charge during the 2007-2009 recession, during the Eurozone crisis, and during the migrant crisis. And now, her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic has been regarded largely as a success. Germany is one of the countries which reacted the best when the virus broke out. The early use of PCR tests and a clear strategy have yielded good results. Most importantly, the public has been behind the government. A survey in September showed that 70% of the population thought the government was handling the COVID crisis well. And Merkel has done well at presenting concrete facts and remained consistent in her rhetoric. Something which many other world leaders have struggled with this year. Angela Merkel sits currently with 74% approval in Germany, her best ratings since 2015, and better than any of her potential successors. The fact that even those who are not leaning politically on her side still accept she has done a good job is a testament to her success. Next up we have Viktor Orban, a politician who doesn't mind playing the role of the pantomime villain in the Brussels narrative. Joining the EU was supposed to make Eastern European countries embrace a new set of democratic values. Instead, it is the EU who has had to make way for Orban's worldview. He has somehow consistently managed to have his way. He did so during the migration crisis, and now while Hungary is being investigated by the EU. During the last 10 years, Orban has created his version of what he calls illiberal democracy. His ideas have resulted in limiting the freedom of the press in the country and the rights of some minorities. Multiple independent media have had to close in recent years, while many news organizations are under the state's influence. Certain members of society, on the other hand, have seen their rights stripped away. Most notably, members of the LGBT community. Recently, a law was passed which effectively bans same sex couples from adopting. And while Orbán's Fidesz party has been heavily criticized both at home and abroad, he has managed to stay in power. In spite of being investigated by the EU, and risking losing Hungary's right to vote in the EU, Orban has not changed course. His blockade of the EU budget being the most recent example of this resilience. He teamed up with Polish Prime Minister Mateusz Morawiecki to oppose the rule of law mechanism. A tool which could see funds blocked if countries were found to disrespect some democratic principles. The text of the mechanism remained the same, but Orban has possibly won himself enough time to last until re-election. And by then, many more reforms in Hungary could follow, further strengthening Orbán's hand. Looking back on 2020, we would be remiss not to mention what happened in Belarus. Although the country is politically situated far from the EU and far closer to Russia, its recent elections were a big event, and the protests which followed, an ever bigger one. So, who to better personify those protests than Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, At 38 years of age, she jumped into the presidential race in July. But it was not out of political aspirations. Rather, by necessity to stand up for those in the country who had had enough of the oppression. Her husband, an activist and YouTuber, who planned to run for president himself, was arrested. That prompted Tikhanovskaya to take his spot. She campaigned with Veronika Tsepkalo and Maria Kolesnikova two other women closely linked to would-be male candidates under arrest or in exile. President Alexander Lukashenko did not consider this new opposition as serious. He allowed Tikhanovskaya to run without persecuting her, like he had done with his other political opponents. However, she gathered a strong following, strong enough to make people rise up when Lukashenko declared a dubious victory with 80% of the votes. In spite of the violent crackdown by the police, the protesters have not backed down. Tikhanovskaya, who is currently in exile in Lithuania, has continued to be a leader of the movement. Her efforts to give visibility to the issue by calling on European leaders to take a stance have put pressure on Lukashenko. So much so that it begins to seem likely that the strongman's 26 years in power might be coming to an end. That is no mean feat for Tikhanovskaya, a former teacher with no experience on the political stage. The next personality on our list is Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte. The law professor turned politician is at the helm of the country in a very particular moment of its history. Not only was Italy ravaged by the coronavirus pandemic, in general, its status on the European political stage hasn't been great. More frugal countries have pointed their fingers at Italy for a long time, mainly due to its violation of EU debt limits. But now Conte has the unique opportunity to spend big, and make things right. This opportunity is, of course, the coronavirus economic recovery package. Italy will be able to make use of 209 billion euros, which is more than a quarter of the package. In a certain sense, what Conte does with the money will decide how his tenure is viewed. But, as of right now, he's in a very comfortable position. Having no party affiliation, he's largely well-liked in his home country. His 52% approval ratings put him well above his political opponents. And in Europe, he's been given a carte blanche, which his predecessors have not. So, it is up to Giuseppe Conte to sort things out, and he has all the necessary means at his disposal. And last but not least on our list is someone who's the furthest thing from a politician. Yet, his approval ratings are higher than those of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Coming in off the bench, we have Marcus Rashford, Football player for Manchester United, whose campaign to combat child hunger, turned heads in the UK. While recovering from a back injury, the Englishman started a campaign to help the disadvantaged amid the pandemic. His petition was signed by more than 1 million people, and this made the British government change course and provide food for 1.7 million children. This has seen free meals extended to low-income kids throughout school holidays, even if classes are not in session. Rashford has also partnered with NGO Fairshare to provide a private source of food aid. And he has continued to put pressure on the British government, most recently by reacting to the UK's budget and the universal credit uplift. And virtually everyone is behind the push for change spearheaded by Marcus Rashford. Which shows that leading with empathy unites people even in a split society. That was all for today's podcast. As ever, thank you very much for listening. We here at Radio Ara and the EU Roundup podcast wish you happy holidays. Stay safe, enjoy the holiday season, and we'll be back soon with another episode coming in January.